Talk. New episode starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look and Talk podcast. Welcome back for season three. We're in the midst of season three. We just getting started, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for whether you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts at. Thank you for joining us. Pull it up and get ready for a dope conversation today. I'm your man, Vic. And joining me today, holding it down out of Missouri, she is the host of the On The Rocks with Zena, Ron Zena podcast, and she's the new to the podcast game. Welcome, Ron Zena, to the show. How are you doing today, Ron Zena? Uh, I'm doing great. For starters, I just want to say congratulations for making it to three seasons. I know I just started my podcast, and each week I'm stressed to get an episode up. Three seasons is such an accomplishment. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um. I would say don't if you passion if you get passionate about it just dive into it just use it as your mental release to um from every everyday stresses that's what kind of kept me going looking at it because like look it came well it's time to pile let's go you know what I'm saying <laughs> somebody need to hear this so yeah and like you said it's time to pour it up my my whole slogan is stop overthinking start drinking so I need to stop that overthinking and just keep going exactly that's why I tell everybody. But um, so how how's it been going up there up there in Missouri? Um, it's pretty it's pretty interesting to say the least. So I am living in Columbia, Missouri, where the university is. So all the college students have returned. Uh, so things have just gotten from like I don't want to say from worse to better, but I mean not better to worse, but a lot of cases are increasing and. Pro- and things like that. Oh, so I thought everybody was just going to be staying at home um, in their hometowns, just doing it online that way, but they actually opened up the campus? Oh, no. Campus is open, and it has been open. There's a lot of different things that have changed since the pandemic started, but yeah, they invited students back to campus, and they're trying to change (laughs) the liquor laws right now so that students aren't out partying so that's been pretty interesting i mean what you want the students to do they've been locked inside the house for six months man you want to I'm stop them saying, from partying i am saying and me being 23 i feel the same way i'm like tired of being in the house i just moved back in with my parents i'm trying to figure out my life in the midst of a pandemic i, I want to go out i want to be social i want to drink but i also do understand being responsible but Woo, the some of the um restrictions they're putting on bars. I would hate to be a bar owner at this point in time. Yeah, like it sounds like they are trying to keep the bar owners from making money. Yeah, like bars uh now they can only be open. They can only serve liquor until 9 p.m. and they have to close at 10. <laughs> so there's a lot of day drinking going on. Oh my goodness. Wow. I I don't think I could me me going to a party school, I don't think I could have dealt with that, but my goodness, that that's harsh right there. Yeah, it is it is quite interesting to say the least. I was downtown eating a couple nights ago and saw these um freshmen. I hate to label them, but you can tell the freshmen. I saw these freshmen headed to some bars or some fraternities, and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I was so confused, and it's because of the new law that's in place. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you dealt with being in the quarantine for the last six months? You know, honestly, I've been taking it day by day. And I think that's the best advice that I can give anyone. I still am struggling with being at home because I'm just such a social person. Like I like to be out doing things and That's not the reality at this point. So I've really just been taking it day by day. Luckily, I'm with my family and my dogs. Provide me some comfort. I've been trying to work out and eat right, but the pandemic has been going on for so long. I got back out of shape, and now I'm trying to get back in shape. So who knows? Yeah, that's all of us. Um, We're in shape, but actually, actually, I know I lost a little weight, but um, but um. I don't know, but it's crazy. I know it's been crazy, this pandemic going on. on. And also, you're a football fan? Yes, kind of. (laughs) Nothing, like, crazy where I can tell you, like, what plays mean and analyze players and 
stats, but I do enjoy football. No, because your home state, uh, the, the Chiefs start the season next week. So, uh, so I was wondering, I know, I know yes. what's the buzz like up there. My beloved Chiefs. I am actually a pretty big Chiefs fan. You know, I'm actually a part of this community. It's called Lot J on Facebook. It's just a lot in Arrowhead Stadium where a lot of fans go to tailgate. It's a big part um, area for the Chiefs fandom. But right now, they're kind of questioning what we're going to do this year if like parties at barns and cornfields like they're trying to come up with a solution because people want to tailgate people want to celebrate that we're the Super Bowl champions they want to see the Super Bowl winning team you know like we want to see our Chiefs we want to support them but we also have to stay safe I don't know I know a little bit about what the Chiefs are doing with just limiting how many fans are going to games and everything. but as far as tailgating and stuff that's still kind of up in the air yes I feel you on that um so, so did the whole state go crazy when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Oh, yes, definitely. It was so surreal. I know that I'm a Chiefs fan, but I did not think that I would see the day so soon. <laughs> um, it's been it's been quite a while since they've won an out like 50 some odd years now. So it's it's been a while, but for me, and actually starting to get into football just recently, I feel like just we got a dream team now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bet y'all be a damn show, dude. Because I actually, you're the first person from um, uh, on the Chiefs side of things I actually talked to. Because on episode 102, I talked to a 49ers fan, the team y'all oh. beat in the Super Bowl. It's like when he knew it was, even he knew, he said, bruh, he told me his girl had said something like, oh, it's over after Kansas City had turned it over. He he knew he felt he felt it. He said, "I knew it was over." <laughs> he said, "I knew they were about to come back." I saw oh, man, I yeah. felt bad for him. He told me he didn't talk to his girl for like a week or two or something like that. Oh, I was like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But, yeah, that was funny. Uh, so it's interesting to hear different perspectives and hear how it was crazy. Um, being a Super Bowl fan, you know. Um, I'm kind of hyped for the Bucks down here. I know we got to play the we got to play the Chiefs like later in the year. So okay. I'm hyped about the by the Bucks. Um, I know we they sold us the um, first two home games of the year, no fans. So we'll okay. just be watching it from the crib, <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah, everyone. Hopefully, they do the virtual fan like NBA has been doing. That has been cracking me up. Just seeing what um, they're doing at home, sitting in there living rooms virtually as fans i know at one point i can't remember what game it was but one of the fans well, two of the fans got a kiss cam and it was like two guys so one of the guys on his cam leaned over to the other guy and it was just so funny because it was delayed and the guy didn't know was happening and then all of a sudden he's just like what the f like what is going on and it was just so entertaining so hopefully they do something like that if there's no fans yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they do something like that. That'd be crazy though, because those those fans that um be watching in virtual, they be lit though. They be showing everything. They be showing <laughs> they some do. celebrities, and I remember one game they showed Lil Wayne getting high. I'm like, damn. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I feel like that's nothing out of the normal. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you're funny. Right. That's nothing. That's nothing out of the normal. I was like, damn, I didn't think they were gonna show that on TV, but hey, they showed yeah. it. So My favorite what, is uh, when they show Snoop Dogg <laughs> at games. <laughs> I love seeing Snoop at games. He's just always just doing his own thing, dancing, and having a good time. Yeah, Snoopy having a good time. <laughs> I remember one, I watched a YouTube clip of him on the call of a hockey game. That was the funniest thing ever. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. I believe it. That was the funniest list. I was, I was, I was dying. I'm like, man, they really don't let Uncle Snoop call it this game. <laughs> in hockey, of all sports, huh? Yes, yes, in hockey. I I'm mean, like, wow. He's diving into hockey and uh, cooking with Martha Stewart. What's next, Uncle Snoop? <laughs> he got a man of many talents. <laughs> yes, Uncle Snoop getting that bag. <laughs> I can't blame he him. Is. <laughs> Shit, he's goals right now. Um, I want to be getting bags like that. That is like goals right now. Yeah, everyone loves him. 
Exactly. So tell me about your podcast, On the Rocks with Ronzina. How did you get it started? And tell me everything about it. Okay. So basically, I have always enjoyed creating content. That has like my form of expression. Um, I remember just growing up, I used to have a Barbie karaoke machine. I'd walk around my parents' house narrating my siblings' lives. Did they like that? No, because I was snitching on everyone. Did I know that at the no, I was just telling what I saw, you know? So I just always have loved being a talent and talking to people and connecting with people. I went to school for that. And after graduating from school, I realized that being an adult is not easy. And I don't even feel like I'm an adult. I'm just in this very uh, transitional period where I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm acting as though I do. And there was just a lot that was going on. I told my mom, it all started out with me telling my mom that I was going through a quarter life crisis. <laughs> and I mean, not quarter life, a midlife. No, a quarter life. I was right. Oh my goodness. I told my mom that I was going through a quarter life crisis. She was like, Ronjane, how are you going through a quarter life crisis? And I was like, look, I'm stressed. I hate my nine to five job. I hate the place that I'm living at. I don't know what I want to. Well, I did know what I want to do. I just didn't know how I wanted to get there. And then I just started my podcast as belief to really just get some things out of my off my chest about navigating my 20s and the uncertainty that comes with it. And, you know, I'm a very social person. I like to go out with friends. I like to have a so on the rocks with Ron Janae is really just my happy hour to tell my drunk stories and the lessons that I've learned from them. Wow, I'll tell your drunk stories. That's real. <laughs> that's, that's 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 real, you know what I'm saying? It's um hey, yeah. so I I can definitely feel you on that because that's kind of how I came up with look and talk. Honestly, it's just because yeah. it's always your thoughts when you're drinking, it's like mm -hmm. you have some real thoughts and some real dimes be coming out, and it's like the world need to hear what the hell I'm thinking. So exactly. I, so I, I definitely can relate to how Liquor Talk came about. So ladies and gentlemen out there, if you listen to this, this is Liquor Talk. The more liquor you drink, the better this podcast sounds. So I need you to go ahead and start pouring up if you haven't done so already. You know what I'm saying? Because we have the lovely Ron Zena from On the Rocks with Ron Zena today, holding it down out of Missouri today. You know what I'm saying? I do want to tell you, thank you for coming on, you know what I'm saying? Because I know this is long distance and I know this is new for you. So I do appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited to be a guest here. Actually, whenever I started my podcast, your podcast was one of the first that I started listening to. We had very similar concepts, so I wanted to find podcast and podcast and podcast hosts that I could relate to and just kind of get some insight on what they were going through. So your podcast was actually one of the first podcasts that I followed, and I enjoy all your content, all the guests that you bring on. So for me to be a guest on here, I'm kind of fangirling <laughs> uh, right uh -huh. now, just having this conversation. Yes, I appreciate it. And that's humbling, you know what I'm saying? That's humbling for me that you take the time out to see my podcast is one of the podcasts you looked up to. So it's like, hey, that's more motivation for me to keep going. So tell me about yeah. your last episode, Alcohol Kills Germs. So is that why? I ain't gonna lie. Whenever I get some hand sanitizer at this one place, it be smelling like some damn tequila. Oh my I'll be like, goodness. what the fuck? Yeah, places are... <laughs> Well, as we know, we're currently in a pandemic and supplies are running short. So people are getting creative and starting their own businesses. Some of those businesses are sanitizer. So basically, alcohol kills germs came about whenever my state was starting to reopen. However, there was like a lot of different procedures that were we were still following wearing masks, social distancing, so on and so forth. Well, a lot of our stores were out of Germex because people were just going into the stores and buying it in bulk. Some were even buying it in bulk and then trying to like resell it on eBay or Amazon, things like that, um, which was crazy. But I remember specifically going to Plato's Closet, which is like an ups, a resale shop. And using their germex 
It was made from a tequila base. And I know what tequila tastes like. Let me tell you, because I am a tequila drinker. Ooh, my parents do not know how I became a tequila drinker. I don't really know how I became a tequila drinker, but I love me some tequila. So as soon as I put that on my hands, I was like, damn, these places are really trying it. They making hand sanitizer out of tequila now? <laughs> yes, yes. I remember I went to, um, I had to work at this, like, this little restaurant or whatever, and I put some hand sanitizer on, and I smelled my hands. I said, damn, this shit smells like some damn tequila. And I asked my, yeah. um, I asked one of my coworkers, he's like, yeah, it does. <laughs> and I was like, damn, this is bad. So you actually answered one of my other questions I was going to have for you, which is what kind of liquor you be on when what's your liquor of choice? Oh, and you just answered yes. it. <laughs> I love tequila, but I will say that I do respect tequila when I drink it. So every night cannot be a tequila night, but I love me some tequila. <laughs> what's your favorite brand of tequila? Um, I couldn't even tell you. I went to Mexico for my graduation last year. My family went on a cruise and we got real authentic Mexican tequila. And I wish I knew the name of it. I couldn't tell you the name, but I like like real authentic Mexican tequila because the aging process is done correctly. Whereas here in the States, they expedite the process. So that's why sometimes it burns when you take shots. But that Mexican tequila is just so smooth. Yeah, I need one of the Mexican tequila brands because I saw everybody talk about 1942, but 1942 costs too much. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We still on a budget over here. <laughs> yeah, listen, we, we balling on a budget. Here, you know right. Uh, but um, I want to get drunk and have fun and not and, and still be able to pay my bills the next day. <laughs> facts. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Even though we're out of college, we still live that budget in life. Hey, I want to turn up yeah. but on a budget. So I feel you on that. So tell me exactly. about the episode. It's five o'clock somewhere, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so tell me about the episode about why you decided to walk away from the, did something bold and walk away from your nine to five job. You know what? I was so miserable in that job. I can't even, I am not an emotional person. It got to the point where I was going to work every single day and crying in my office for about an hour. <laughs> like before anybody else came into the office, I would just be bawling my eyes out because I was so stressed and I was underappreciated as an employee and I was not receiving any support from my corporate office. So all of those factors together just really were the straw on the camel's back. And I began to break. Um, I probably quit at, uh, at one of the worst times in the middle of a pandemic, like, but I had been feeling these feelings for a while. So yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. I quit that nine to five job. I said sayonara. And then that night I went out and I celebrated. I remember being at the bar just saying, I quit my job and everyone buy me shots. <laughs> so I think that you just really, my parents still are trying to understand this concept but i feel like my generation gen z millennial whatever you may be we really value like our happiness when we're with a company and i did not want to be with a company that made me question that on a daily basis listen i can definitely agree with that because ever since college i'll admit i've been doing some job hop i'm not proud of it but it's like my mental yeah. sanity got it got to come number one, you know what I'm saying? And like you, my parents didn't really get it either because I had a job with the state. My mom was like, "Why are you leaving the job with the state? It's a good job." But I'm like, "Oh my goodness, uh, I oh, can see it now." <laughs> yes, I'm just like I understand that, but they're not paying enough, and they don't value I me. Know. And they just yeah, they don't and they judge the hell out of me. I'm like, I don't need you judge me by what I'm wearing. Judge me by by the fact I'm coming in here. Busting my behind, and I'm doing more work than half these bums in here. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you need judgment by, not by my appearances. Because exactly, I, I'll admit I didn't look my best, but I'm just like I'm just going to work, get this money. You know what I'm saying? That's my focus. So shit. Yeah, and I just feel like black parents are a different breed. Like 
mama, you really want me to stay in this job where I'm miserable. I'm calling you every single day crying and you're having to calm me down, but you want me to stay there just because it pays well and it has benefits. Like I can find another job that pays well and has benefits. I just need to leave. Like you can't stay in a job. Just be, I, that's what I realized. You cannot stay in a job because of the pay. Money does not equate happiness at the end of the day. Does money help? Yeah, it does. Like, I want to have money in my pocket. I want to be able to do things. I want to be able to have these experiences. But whenever you're staying at a job solely based on the money, you're not going to be happy. Facts. This is facts, y'all. If y'all, y'all know she's dropping facts right now because if you stay at a job, because of money, you ain't going to be happy. That is yeah. big facts right there. Big facts. You are going to get that paycheck and be you're going to be happy once you get that paycheck and be miserable Monday morning when you came in, come in. And that's what was happening to me. I got my paycheck every single two weeks. I would have a good Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday, I would, you know, sober up and come into work on Monday, miserable as hell, just to do it all over again. That's such a negative cycle to get into, especially so young. I don't want to work for a living, like, you know, like, and be miserable. No, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, I definitely don't want to work and be miserable. So some of this, why was August the right time to start your podcast? Well, funny thing is, I feel like there's never a right time to start a podcast. But like you said earlier, just jumping into it and being passionate about it um, kind of solidifies when the timing is right. However, I decided to go ahead with my podcast in August just because I was starting to feel more settled. I had quit my job. I had moved back home. I had started working a new job. And, you know, pieces of the puzzle were coming together for me. I was actually supposed to be going on a um, cross-country trip, shall I say. I I I'll label it as that. My plan was, starting in August of 2020, to visit different cities that I was interested in living in and stay in an Airbnb for about a month's time. And then I would travel to the next city because I'm definitely a person of like, I need to feel the environment and the community that I'm going to move to. Especially when you're signing a lease agreement. Ooh, you do not want to sign that and not know where you live in. So that's what I was planning on doing in August of 2020. However, just with how long this pandemic has been panning out, that was no longer reason reasonable. So I just decided to start sharing my feelings to those who cared to listen. That's real. That's true. I totally feel you on that. This pandemic has canceled a number of trips to me because truly I want to go other places to just experience it because shit, mm -hmm. being in Florida all the time, it's like, it's. I know y'all think it's, oh, it's great being here. <laughs> I know people from other states think, oh, Florida, they just got going on. No, we don't. It's, it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, Florida is wild. If you've been thinking about it, like all the Florida man stuff that I be seeing on Facebook, Florida Come breeds on. different people too. I don't know. There's always something crazy happening in Florida. Can you see why I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, forget this. I can't take no more of this craziness because every day, Florida man, Florida woman, Florida this. I'm like, yeah. will this state ever sit down? And not to mention we got a governor that's an idiot. That does everything y'all president decided to do. I'm like, Oof. this don't man. Don't get me is, started on that. <laughs> it's like this man has no balls for himself. Yeah. And also, speaking of, what's up with that couple in Missouri that was waving the guns at people? They get invited to speak at the speak at the Republican convention. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh, that's an well. I knew about that story of the couple waving their guns at the protesters. Um, because they said that they broke into their neighborhood and they were defending their home. And in the video, you see that the protesters weren't even being the wild. protesters were just marching down. They weren't yeah. stunting them, and these people want to wave their guns out and stuff. I'm like, what for what for why? <laughs> like, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, damn, this, this is going down in your state right here. I'm like, goodness. <laughs> yep, good old Missouri, St. Louis. Yeah. Have you ever been to St. Louis? Yeah, so actually, um, my grandpa is from St. Louis, so we would go spend our summers with him whenever I was younger. And I remember going to Cardinals baseball games, Six Flags, and just being a tourist during the summers. 
Yeah, because I had a buddy of mine who told me a long time ago, he went to college in St. Louis. He said it's really bad up there in some areas, not the tourist areas. Really? You know, I've heard that, but I've never seen it. But also it's a city, so I feel like that's to be expected. I hate to say that, but you got more people living in cities, so I don't know. Stuff just pops off different. Yes, that's true. Stuff definitely does just pop off differently. Um, getting back to your journey of being a creative. So what did you learn from your first month of doing your podcast? Ooh, this is the question. <laughs> Ooh, so whenever I first started my podcast, I wanted it to be kind of like a co-host experience or invite guests on each week. I soon realized that Everyone wasn't as passionate about my podcast as I was, and I was relying too heavily on my guests to follow through with their commitments, which was really frustrating because I had all these great stories that I wanted to talk to with my guests, and I would schedule them to be on, and then last minute they'd say, hey, you know, I can't do it. I completely understand, but also I sometimes I think that people be little creators and what creators do it's just like oh you're just putting out a podcast each week oh you're just uploading this instagram photo oh you're just making a youtube video but all the behind the scenes that goes into that all the promoting all the marketing all of that takes so much time so i guess that's what i really learned my first month of podcasting is that i can host my podcast on my own and in the future i can have guests but not to rely so heavily on guests right now if they're not going to, especially if they're not going to follow through. Yes, um, I definitely agree with that. I definitely have, um, I've definitely had guests flake on me in the past three years. Um, I've definitely had guests flake on me. I've had guests reschedule and I, um, I'm okay if you reschedule but it's I'll give you one time to reschedule and after that, okay, forget it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there are some people you learn that they will flake on you. It's like, and um, I definitely agree with you. So I say this: Black people, please learn how to be professional and stop wasting oh, thank you. Please do. Yes, because we over here, we trying to create, we trying to express ourselves, and we want you to be a part of this thing. If you don't want to be a part of it, just simply tell us. You know what I'm saying? So because it's it can that be simple. It is that simple. If you do not want to be a part of it, then don't be a part of it. I appreciate your support. If you're going to subscribe and listen to me each week, you don't have to be a guest to support me. But if you say that you're going to be a guest and then not show up, flake, reschedule, flake again, like you're wasting everyone's time at that yes. point. You so are, you, really are. you really are. Listen, I know. I know what you mean. Trust me. I know how that feels. You know what I'm saying? I have people in my inbox is like, damn, do you not value this? You know what I'm saying? Because I've had people in my inbox like, hey, I wouldn't be a guest, I wouldn't be a guest, but some just didn't make the cut, and you did. So I need you to value that, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's been a learning process, I will say. Um, but each week, I feel like I am starting to feel out a little bit more, and still having fun sharing my stories and I'm getting great feedback from those who are listening to my show so that makes me feel good too it makes you know that's like a creator's favorite thing whenever you're creating something you're so passionate about you put it out and then people come back to you like whoa what you said in this episode really resonated with me that just feels so good because you you finally are being heard yes listen and also it's the one also, have you ever had unexpected people just come out of nowhere and be like, hey, I heard your podcast. It was really good. Um, it's like people you weren't expecting to listen to it. And they just come out of nowhere and say they listen to it. And they would say, hey, it's really good. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah, a couple times. And just looking at where my podcast is being heard, I actually had someone from Italy reach out to me saying, like, they can't wait to come to the U.S. and drink. I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, Listen, I had somebody from Australia was like, hey, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I didn't know. I'm like, damn, Australia? I'm like, oh, shit. 
Wow, they a whole day ahead of us, and they listening I'm to the like, podcast. Shit, I, I, when I said, that, I was like, "Damn, hey man, come, hey, I need you to slide me out. Hey, let me know, dog. Help, help, brother out. I slide to Australia, come do pull up on you." <laughs> <laughs> no, but the one that so cool. Yes, that would be the one that got me though. Personally, was when one of my coworkers was like, "He's like, hey, I listen to that liquor talk. You're really, it's really good, and you're really smooth at it." I'm like, "Oh, thank you." This was a boss that listened to it as well. I was like, oh shit. No, he was a, no, he was a cool cat though. He just was like, he likes to know something about his officers and stuff. So I was like, how the hell did him and I was like, that damn Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> that damn Facebook. Yeah, but it's yeah. nice just knowing that people are listening and they're like providing like constructive feedback so that we can get better as creators each week. But I think with you've been doing this for a while. You're on season three. But yeah. with me just starting, it's it's kind of been at times disheartening um, to just not see support in my community. So that's something oh. I had to brush off as well and just keep doing me, you know, keep uploading, keep t- sharing those stories because those who want to listen and learn from my drunk lessons so they don't do the same stupid shit that they'll listen, you know. Yes, but I, I totally agree with you on that because local support is just scarcity. And it's not like I said, yeah. Um, because I told it's like most of my like um I actually had turned down somebody who was um running for a, 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 a office of like a county seat because I'm like I don't really get that much support here you know what I'm saying and the other reason mm-hmm. they, were, they were Republican which also <laughs> I, I'm just I know but I was keeping it real but I'm just like I will say this to the politicians I do want to say this quick note if you're gonna be a guest on somebody's podcast. Do your homework on the podcast before you try to sign up to be a guest because yeah, you got to tell me whether or not you might be able to um, whether or not your audience, their audience might want to hear what you got to say because this one they kind of threw me off. Like you run for you run for this um, position and you a whole Republican and you know black folks don't no Republican party ain't do nothing for black people. So come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have those kind of stories and also I agree with you on local support being scarce it's like nobody really supports me here in Tampa and I'm just like this is crazy I'm like I've been doing this podcast for a while but I can't get the love from um here but my main supporters are all in other states or in other parts of Mm -hmm. Florida so I totally feel you on that and that's that's what I'm realizing and growing up like in high school I used to take that shit so to heart like I knew what I loved to do but I was always afraid to do it because people would talk and I realized people are going to talk whether you're doing good or you're doing bad so I might as well do something that I love and that I'm passionate about and let them fucking talk you know I'm not going to be able to please everyone at the end of the day everyone's not going to understand what content I'm making or why I'm doing it but for those that do understand, thank you. Yes, that's real. Um, college taught me to just not really give a fuck about what people got to say and just do you. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you're the captain and you're the master of this thing. And if you're happy with it, keep going. Somebody else will show up and that will be happy with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, because people, you can't satisfy everybody. That's the one mm-hmm. thing I've, I've learned. It's like you just can't satisfy everybody because... Um, they just difficult. Yeah. And also, if you're gonna if you satisfy everybody, you gonna be tired because ain't nobody gonna show you that same energy. So mm-hmm. now, if they, now if they are showing you that same energy, which is rare, then you wanna sat, do what you can to satisfy them. But other than that, people are just something else. Yeah. So yeah, drumming up that local support has been hard, which. You think that it'd be the easiest support to get just your friends, family, neighbors, just listen in on this podcast. But whenever you're doing something different and unknown, people don't like to support it until they see you being successful. You know, Oprah, my girl Oprah, she once said that everybody uh, wants to ride with you in the limo, but you want to take people who will ride with you on the bus with you. And that's something that I always keep in mind. That's real. That's real. Who who's gonna ride in the bus with me? Who's gonna ride in the Uber with me? You know what I'm saying? Oh, exactly. That's real. That's real. That's that's definitely real. You know what I'm saying? Those are the ones in the Uber <laughs> or the Lyft. Um, <laughs> th- those are the ones you want to ride with. If they if will they will to stick with you from that point, 
then they're, they're the real ones. You know what I'm saying? That's why I told myself. And it's also not just podcasters because I've talked to artists as well. They said it's not hard for them to get local support as well. I'm just like, is this just mm-hmm. a thing where nobody supports one another until they see them on TV? Or- yep. And everybody wants to start texting you and uh, talking about how you were in high school. And yeah, no, pass me with that. <laughs> yes, please pass me with that. Now, I know you've only been doing podcasting for a month, but what is something you wish you would have known before you started? Um, What is something that I wish I would have known? I guess just the time that it takes to edit a podcast. Like, it's not as tedious as editing a video because, you know, with videos, you're getting that visual. So you want to have, like, great effects and make sure your clips are going together seamlessly, so on and so forth. Like, there's so much with video. With the podcast, you know, it's so easy to sit down and record and have this conversation, whether that just be me talking to my audience or that be me talking to a guest and everything. It's so easy to have that conversation and then sitting down and editing the podcast. Yeah, it's it's easier, but there's still a lot of time that it takes into making sure that your quality, like your sound quality is good. And sometimes you may ramble a little bit. So you take those parts out. So just getting the podcast ready to be published is something that I wish I would have known that it just takes more time than I anticipated. That's right. I definitely agree with that. Um, now, now, what's some advice do you want to give to new podcasters? Because there's one in particular that they reached out to me as an old college friend that I'm going to be talking to at the end of this month. Um, they mm-hmm. probably know what the hell are you doing podcast. Their podcast drops in October. So what's some advice you want? What's some wisdom you want to drop on them as they embark on their podcast and journey? If you are new to podcasting, I will say for starters, make sure that you have a concept that you're passionate about and that is original to you. That is by far the most important. I know everybody's out here right now, females uh, specifically. I'm about to call you out. Everybody wants to be call her daddy. Look, whenever I started podcasting, yeah, I knew about call her daddy, but I never want to be call her daddy. I want to be on the rocks with Ron Janae at the end of the day. So if you are looking to start a podcast, make sure that you are starting a podcast that is original and unique to you and something that you can talk about. Because if it's not, then it's just going to be a fabricated version of yourself each day. And why, you know, so that's, that's definitely my bit of advice that I would give for starters. And then secondly, schedule, schedule, schedule. If you're going to come out with a podcast, just make sure that you are not only like scheduling your guests and when, and when podcasts will be released, but also scheduling your social media posts and when those will be updated, because that's just as important. And that's something that I've struggled with as well, just sticking to my schedule, because when you're doing everything, it does get hard and it does get overwhelming, especially when you still have your life going on. Because I know I still I'm working um, a couple jobs right now to pay the bills. <laughs> but uh, so working all those jobs and then finding time for my podcast has been a balance that I'm trying to find. So if you do that beforehand, then it makes the journey that much easier. Agreed. I definitely agree with you on there because um, it's definitely a um, struggle to balance two jobs and podcasting and coming up with content mm-hmm. to talk about and also finding finding your time to post and stuff. So I definitely can agree with you on all of that. Now, also, now next week is the guys only round. So what are some questions you want to know from the men that you just want a man's perspective on? Oh, this is a good one because I actually have an episode coming out soon i don't have an official release date but it's drink more simp less you know what a simp is yeah somebody that does everything (laughs) for um, somebody but that the person that's willing to do everything for someone but that person doesn't match their energy or something like that yeah 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 so it just became popular with uh tiktok i guess but that's funny that you asked me that i guess i would oh what do I like if I was wanting to ask this is what I'm trying to envision me wanting to ask like my ex a question what would I what would that question be for starters I would say 
why do guys ghost? Like, what reasons do guys ghost? That would be a good question. Um, I know that's frustrating. Huh, what's another one? Yes, that is frustrating. Um, um, guys ghost and girls ghost too, so everybody be ghosting. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they're different. I want to know, if you're talking to a girl, well, when does talking become, like, dating? And how many girls do you talk to at once? <laughs> because I feel like sometimes I could just be, like, talking to a guy, you know, casually, and all of a sudden he's dating some girl, like, two weeks later. Huh? How did that happen? Like, how many girls do guys talk to at one given time? Why are you guys keeping your roster open like that? You know? Oh, that's another one. Do guys have rosters? Ooh, the fellas are going to like this. <laughs> do guys have rosters? I know. Um, I know some women that have rosters. So I'd be interested to know if guys do that as well. <laughs> I guess those are kind of my questions. Yeah, I, I think those are some definitely good questions. I definitely appreciate I'll definitely get those off for the guys, you know what I'm saying? Have the guys dive into those, you know what I'm saying? And um, to, to just um, dive in. So, yeah. So, now let's get to know you a little bit more. Just that way people can get comfortable with you and they, they go ahead and subscribe to your podcast. So, of all the decades out there, which decade would you want to be born in if it wasn't for the, the, the 90s? Um, I would just probably say the, like, 2000s. I don't know. Like, it just seemed like such a simpler time fashion was very questionable there were a lot of girl groups and i don't know it just so there's so much nostalgia to the 2000s so i think that decade oh yeah that's interesting the 2000s <laughs> i know it, it's so close i'm like oh i'm that basic bitch the 2000s <laughs> yeah it, it feels like the 2000s were just here it's like damn that's how that's how i know that's how it feels when you grew up in that's like, damn, it was just like literally right there. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm like saying, damn, the 2000s. Yeah, but <laughs> I guess if I, I, I guess I didn't, I don't technically want to be born in the 2000s. I'd much rather be like 21 or of drinking age in the 2000s, you know? So I was actually like going out and having fun during this time. Uh, not because I did grow up in the 2000s, but I was a kid and everything. No, I can relate. Um, that was me too. I was growing up in two thousands as a kid and a teenager, so I can definitely yeah. relate to that. And it seemed like it was much cheaper to get loose, and you know, what I'm saying it was a little bit uh -huh. crazier back then. Yeah, so, and I feel like once you hit like a certain age, you just your eyes are open. Like you hit eighteen, and you're like, whoa! Like a world of a whole bunch of opportunities. Then you hit twenty one, and you're like, oh wow! Like. I used to hate going to family functions because everyone was always drunk. And now, like, I'm at family functions and they're so fun. <laughs> so. Shit. Shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I still don't go to family functions. What? I be so damn, look, I be so damn busy. And plus, I love my family, but sometimes they can be toxic. I'm just gonna, I gotta protect, I my, I gotta protect my mental health. You know what I'm saying? I, if you, I don't need y'all investigating my life. Um. My life is not for <laughs> investigation. I just need y'all to be happy to be here because the, the way these cops are targeting black men, I need y'all just to be happy that I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, yeah. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I got love for the family, but, you know, that's probably, probably my reason not dealing with them. But I did have this one question. On the flip side of alcohol, what's a liquor you will never drink again? Oh, 10 out of 10, fireball. Ugh, ugh. No, I cannot do Fireball. I feel like Fireball is the alcohol that everyone starts with because it tastes like that red cinnamon bubble gum. It's very easy to drink and you don't really think that you're drinking. But, oh, as a freshman in college, I had Fireball one night and I just remember going home and falling flat on my face and my nose started bleeding i was wearing this white outfit it was like this cute little two-piece outfit i thought i was the shit I was like clips hair whatever but i just remember falling on my face and then my nose started bleeding and we had to go home because of that i was so embarrassed and then whenever we walked back into our dorm my raca whatever the hell their title was it's was like oh my gosh are you okay what happened and you know 
I was drunk as a freshman in college. I was not trying to talk to her. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I went to my room and the next day I had the worst hangover, probably because I fell on my head and also because of how sugary that alcohol is. So 10 out of 10, I will not drink Fireball. The literal smell of Fireball just makes me sick. Yes, I, I agree. Fireball is just way too sweet. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize how yeah. sweet it was right until I started taking shots of it. So I'm definitely with you on that. I remember one time a friend of mine had bought a Fireball, and I was like, it, it, I never really liked it, only because it tasted, I felt like I was chewing, a, I was taking a sip of Big Red Gum. That's how it really Yeah, that's like. why everyone loves it. And also, Fireball, it, it, it kind of goes down a little too easily. I said, no, if I'm going to do dark, mm. I'm not going to do no damn fireball. So I yeah. agree with you with that. And I really don't fuck with dark liquor to begin with. I've learned over the years that dark liquor is not my friend. So if you see me out and I'm drinking dark liquor or a beer, oh, it's time for me to go home. <laughs> like, that's wow. how you know. Like, Ronnie's done for. Let's go home now. <laughs> damn, so I know. Damn, you the first black chick in a while I've had on that said they don't like dark looking because most of the ones I've had on, they all say, oh, I'm on that dark, get me on that brown. I'm like, damn. (laughs) No, I can't do it. It just, it hits different. And it's such a delayed hit too. I could pregame an hour or two before going to the bars and it won't hit until like mid bar. And when it hits, it hits hard. So I've learned dark liquor is not my friend <laughs> and i just can't if if you see me it's it's lights out for ronnie at that point <laughs> that's the best way i can put it i understand it's lights out for her ladies and gentlemen this is liquor talk if you haven't done so already i hope you poured yourself up another drink because remember the more look you drink the better this podcast sounds uh we're in the home stretch ladies and gentlemen so i appreciate it if you've been listening up to this point because this has been a really good conversation, y'all, if I must say, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, Ron Zena, for holding it down out of Missouri and coming on, you know what I'm saying? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have done so already, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts out. Give us a rating. Show us some love. If you feel the need, if you've seen your heart to donate to us, hit up us for the PayPal, you know what I'm saying? Show us some love. Continue to get to know Miss Ron Zena. If you are asked to describe yourself in one world, what is the first word that comes to mind? Spontaneous. Oh, good one. Spontaneous. Why do you say spontaneous? I make decisions based on impulse nine out of ten times. And I like to bet on myself like most of those times that I make a decision so I don't know I just feel like I'm a spontaneous person I'm always up for a good time I'm always up to have fun and I like meeting new people making new experiences traveling and just living life to the fullest so that's definitely the first word that would come to mind when describing myself that's real now speaking of traveling where is the favorite your favorite destination who my favorite destination well a couple years ago I actually did travel um to the UK and I went to London and I really loved London it was a very chill city um a lot of like parks and I don't know I just I feel like that would be one of my top favorite places to travel to if you want like a more generic answer I guess it would just be like the beach like I love going to the beach. Oh, you love going to London, eh? You love going to London to have some tea, eh? Yes, I I did have afternoon tea whenever I was there, and I was on a broadcast trip, so I just got to meet a lot of cool people, and I don't know, they just have like such a chill, laid back lifestyle. Wow, are black people accepted there? Oh yeah, I feel like black people. Black people have it the hardest in America and in other countries. Yeah, obviously you see the color of someone's skin, but it's so much more relaxed. Really? Yeah. Like and interesting, interesting. So it really beaches. is. Wow. So 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 it's just America that just hates black people. It's 
because everybody, everywhere I looked, I thought it was a worldly thing, but I think it was just as bad. Um, I thought it was just as bad as in America as in everywhere, but now you tell me across the continent ain't so bad. I, I, I don't know. I don't want, don't quote me on that. I don't want to say America hates black people, but it has been rough for us. <laughs> Shit, you know, you know it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. You the signs are obvious that they hate us, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's it's a long story for a long day. Now, if a man takes you out on a date, what's one question you hate to be asked while on a date? Ooh. I don't even know. I've not been on a date in forever. I just recently got out of a year and a half relationship, so I have not been in the dating realm for a minute. Um, but one question I hate to be asked. I don't okay. know. <laughs> What's one question you hate to be asked? Oh, do I want kids? Um, oh, because it seems like everybody, they trying to get the kids out of you. I'm like, no. Get to know me, shit. <laughs> oh, no, I've never been asked that. I don't know. Uh. Hmm. Oh, that's real. That's real. So now, what is your best concert experience? Because I know this is something we might not experience until like 2022, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. You are <laughs> you are going to hate me after I say this. I already know. You're about to make fun of me. Shots are going to be fired. But my, I love Justin Bieber. <laughs> I definitely was a believer growing up. I got all of his CDs. I got posters. His mom, my mom bought me his autobiography that he wrote. Like I love Justin Bieber and I've been to all of his concerts. Luckily, I was able to go to his purpose tour before it was canceled for reasons that we all know now, but that I really did like his leg of the purpose tour. And that's when he brought out Post Malone and also Halsey. So I was introduced to those artists. And since then, both of them have been doing great things in like the music industry. And I, I enjoy them as artists too. So <laughs> that would probably be one of my favorite <laughs> concert memories. I understood. I understood. It, it, it's different. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, not going to hate you. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to, hate on you because I know you in a different <laughs> state, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but I definitely, definitely understand. So, so what you got planned for the podcast coming up for September now that we just started September? Yeah. So for the podcast in September, I am going to focus on just being more honest with my audience. Um, the first month, I didn't want to scare anyone away. So I didn't want to give them the all the meat and the potatoes of my drunk stories. But we're a month in. So I'm letting it all out on the line this month. I'm exposing myself. I'm exposing my guests. We're going to be talking about things from Thirsty Thursday to Drink Less drink more, simp less. Um, we're going to talk about don't drink and draft, which is a really, that's going to be a really fun episode that I actually have that episode coming out next week on September 10th. I believe the date is yes, yeah, September 10th. That's going to be a fun episode because I talk about my experience at the chiefs playoffs game last year. <laughs> and boy, did I have an experience? Um, woo. I was basically, I got really drunk at the tailgate and ended up in medical for most oh, of the game. Man. <laughs> oh, man. And the Chiefs were So I'm like, how the hell did you? I know. It was, it, was, it was a fun time at the tailgate, and that's what I got to see. Um, yeah, the folks that I went with were pretty annoyed with me. <laughs> and, wow. Damn, why were yeah. they annoyed with you? Because we were in medical and they weren't seeing the game. I went with some true and tried Chiefs fans who were also like family members and stuff. So, you know, everyone clowned on me after that. Like, oh, she can't hold her liquor. Here she go again. And I'm like, dang, y'all know better than that. So what game was it that, um, that which one, which, which round, which game was it? The one they had to play the Texans or the Titans? Um, the Titans, I believe. 
Oh man, you missed the AFC Championship game. Yeah, oh, yep, yep, that's man. the one. Yeah, I know. I mean, I did get like out of medical. I calmed down and everything. I was basically just having like a panic attack because I was like drink. So like I had been drinking, and then there were so many people. And then once I had the panic attack, I couldn't calm down. Um, so I was in medical for a minute, and it's just funny to hear it from the people that I went with their perspective because they were like. And you looked at us and you ran away. And I'm like, dang, I was having fun. I don't even remember this. But yeah, I missed that game. I woke up during the fourth quarter. And then I remember everyone celebrating. It was time to go home. (laughs) Yeah, you missed an epic game because the Chiefs were trailing in that game. And they messed around and came back again. I'm like, man, come on, Ron. Come on. You can't be getting drunk like that. This is. This is history yeah. right here. It ain't like they're yeah. playing the damn Patriots. Yeah, definitely not one of my proudest moments, especially with as much as I spent on my ticket. Like I knew better than that, but I did enjoy my nap. <laughs> I slept through all of the noise in the crowd of the in the um fans. Yeah, that that's crazy right there. Yeah, so, so. I, <laughs> so September will by, be a f- yes. Since September, September will be a fun month. I agree. Yeah. So what do you mean by don't drink and um draft? Well, basically, with all of my episodes, since it is on the rocks with Ron Janae, I just kind of do like a punny alcohol title. So don't drink and draft was just kind of like don't drink and drive, like a spinoff of that. So you know, a lot of boys do fantasy football and stuff like that. Like don't drink and choose your fantasy team or something like that. So it's just like a little punny spinoff of what the episode's going to entail. So I really just talk about my experience at that Chiefs game. Hey, that's real though. That's real though. I I hope if you go to another Chiefs game, you know what I'm saying, don't don't get super (laughs) drunk, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I'm gonna make it to the game. Because the Chiefs be having some epic games. I was watching the whole playoff run last year. I'm like, they down twenty four nothing. I'm like, oh shit, they about to lose. Next thing you know, these motherfuckers came right back. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn. Because mm. yeah. y'all got the truth in Kansas City. You can't be getting drunk on that. that that's You missed out on history, man. And then I know. Like, wow, black QB too, man. Come on. Man. I know. I I was very upset with myself. You know, not I did want to see the game. That's not what happened, though. <laughs> but it's, I did have a good time. I will say that. Thank you to everyone in Lot J. Okay, shout out to Lot J. One time for Lot J, y'all. <laughs> yes. As long as long as you didn't get drunk for the Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? We're good, you know. <laughs> no, the Super Bowl, I was living in the moment. Yeah, I, I think we all were living in the moment. Um, even those of us down here in Florida, like, because some of us were rooting for the black QB, are like, yeah, we about to see a brother win the Super Bowl, but <laughs> it, it was getting lit, though, so. <laughs> Yeah. What can people get from your podcast? What do you want people to get from listening to your podcast each and every week? I just really want people to be able to find themselves resonating with my stories. Whether you're in college or you're navigating through your 20s like me, I think that there's something that my podcast offers for every single listener. I'm telling real, authentic stories that relate to every single day life from relationships to college to graduating and finding your purpose in life you know uh, I may be sharing a drink with you all but I'm also laying down those honest unfiltered conversations too that's real that's real now lastly why should people subscribe to your podcast and tune in weekly and week out You know, as I mentioned earlier, when you're doing a podcast, you have to do something that's unique to you. I feel like On the Rocks with Ranjanae is my baby in the sense that I spill out everything on there and have a good time while doing it. So I feel like if you're going to tune into On the Rocks with Ron Janae, then it's time to stop overthinking, to start drinking, pour up your glass, because we're going to be pouring out 
all of those drunk stories and the lessons that we've learned from them. So there's something for everyone. That's real. That's real, y'all. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Look at Talk with Rajane of the On the Ronto Rajane podcast list. I want to tell you, thank you for coming on again. Also, like I tell all of my guests, um, whenever you're ready to have me on, I might be in Florida, but I'm just <laughs> one DM away. Yeah, I had fun doing this. And like you said, we had great conversations the whole time. I was so nervous because this is the first time that I've ever been a guest on someone's podcast. Usually I'm on the other end of this and I'm interviewing those who come on to my podcast. So I really just enjoy this conversation and the laughs and advice that we've shared. Yes, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed having you on as well because we're definitely definitely giving some people some advice, y'all. And y'all, I want to thank you all for listening. Listen, because like she said, this like look at talk is my baby. Look at talk is one thing I'm passionate about. So thank you all for tuning in to what I'm passionate about. So I thank you all. And also, I'm looking forward to being a guest on, on The Rocks. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking yes. forward to also bring you back on whenever you want to come back on. Chop it up. Yes. Chop it up. Less PG-13 next time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, we, but, we can make it we can make it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for you to be on my podcast too. So right. folks yeah, can be looking out for that as well. Yes, look out for that as well. Look out for new episodes of Look at Talk. Look out for new episodes of On the Rocks with Xena. Um, go ahead, support black, black, black art, you know what I'm saying? Black creatives, mm-hmm. support us all, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna support one, you might as well support us all. You don't take nothing, just subscribe and listen to it and then pull up some liquor. Just don't pull up the liquor while you're at work or driving. Because if that happens, then I'm not responsible. You know what I'm saying? Yes, let's put that disclaimer out there now. We are not responsible for that. Yes, we're not responsible. We may be telling you to do it, but we ain't telling you to drink or drive, damn it. You know what I'm saying? Or drink while at work because you might be able to deal with your boss. Not me. So, nevertheless. Once again, thank you. This has been fun. We're going to definitely do this again, y'all. Listen, and thank you to the listeners for subscribing. Uh, remember, everything, I want y'all to remember one thing. Everything in your life you're going through is temporary. All pain is temporary. It ain't permanent. Don't make a crazy decision, an emotional decision. And lastly, pour that shit up when you're getting stressed out. Until next time, we will see you later. <laughs>